As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Lean In Leander. The recent rains here in the Leander area have brought about welcome relief from the heat of the summer of 2022. It's also provided just enough moisture in the ground for all of the political signage to come into full bloom as we prepare for the November elections. Obviously, there's a lot more to cover there, but for this episode, we're going to be putting our attention on a local group that has organized in order to provide information related to LISD issues in the November election. I had the opportunity to sit down with a friend of mine, Joel Burku, who's involved with All In LISD. And we sat down to talk a little bit about their group, some of the focus points that they have as far as informing the electorate as to what the issues are. And uh, I found it to be a very interesting um, conversation, and I hope you will too. So without further ado, Here's the episode on All In LISD. Back with another episode of Lean In Leander, and we'll be focusing on a new group here in Leander called All In LISD. And I'm here with one of the principals of the group, Joel Burkew. Joel, thank you so much for joining. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm kind of excited to be here. I listen to your podcast. I listen to every podcast. And, you know, this is my... I guess my first time being interviewed, but yep. I'm I'm kind of uh, excited to be here. So. No, and and again, as I as I map to do, I like to try to be a little transparent with things. Joel and I know each other uh, socially, and uh, he has told me that before. He, actually, I unofficially call him my very first fan. So, um, but we've had some conversations. We you know we've talked a few things, you know, Leander and uh, in general about some of the issues that concern us as individuals and as citizens. Um, and uh, as soon as Joel started talking a little bit about this all in LISD, I thought it was really interesting. I thought that, well, this is a really nice topic to discuss, and I've been chasing him pretty much all summer long, 
to get him to sit down so that we could actually help you as uh, citizens of Leander and the greater LISD area, since it does expand a little bit beyond just the city limits, um, understand what this group is about and, and what it is they're trying to do. So um, I've said this publicly. Um, I don't have kids here in Leander. My kids are all grown up. So when I moved here, I was an empty nester. And complete honesty, uh, I don't know all that much about LISD as a result. I, you know, I look at my tax bills and I know that half of what I'm, what I'm paying goes to the school district, which is fine. You know, I, I have zero issues with that. Um, but, you know, I kind of started paying a little bit more attention lately, especially with the election coming up. It's just, you just have a tendency to kind of like, well, what's going on over there? Um, but I'm not a subject matter expert by any stretch. And what I want to try to do, not only with the podcast, but, you know, moving forward is help people understand a little bit more about what this is, because I think there's probably a little bit of apathy in this, in this area. Um, a lot of people are just like, oh, I'll just send my kids to school and, you know, it, what it, it is what it is kind of approach. Um, so I wanted to explore a little bit with you, um, and, and also let you kind of talk a little bit more about all in LISD. So... With that said, what's it all about? So, you know, All in LISD is, is a group of teachers, parents, you know, people that got together um, to really help, um, you know, make an impact on our school board. You know, actually, I, I was kind of like you, um, Andrew, is where I was, you know, I sent my kids to school and I just kind of expected everything to kind of work out just fine, right? Um, and then, you know, something's kind of happened within the school board. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So the school bonds, they, they failed like by about 100 votes, right? So was that one of the motivators? Is that something that kind of started this process for you? Yeah, I think for me it was a real wake-up call um, because I, uh, I kind of thought to myself, well, what could I have done to really impact this and get the, the, the bonds approved? Uh, there were a lot of people, um, a lot of communities that kind of came out and said, uh, because they couldn't get, because uh, they couldn't build a school in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like for example, Treviso, they they said that they can't build an elementary school, and a lot of the people in the community said, "Well, if I would have known, I would have come out and shown up to vote." Right. right, right. And so, I, I, you know, me personally, I wanted to get this this group together, and and some other like-minded people wanted to get this uh, group together to really educate people about the issues that are coming up in the ballot. And actually get people out to vote. Um, the other thing that we all realize when we kind of get together is this election is even more important than the bond election that's coming up. We've got five school 
board seats coming up and two things that are going to be on the ballot that are going to have a significant um, impact uh, to Leander ISD. And so we really wanted to make a real positive impact on, on our school district. So that's kind of why we we got together. So let's talk about the, the issues themselves. It's not necessarily going to the candidates yet. And we'll talk a little bit about which positions are open and that kind of stuff in a minute. But um, help me understand what those two ballot measures and, and what they will do in layman's terms. Because I've, yeah. I've read a little bit about it. It can be a little convoluted from the way that it works per se. Yeah. Help us understand that a little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll try to do my best because as you know... Oh, we can ask. <laughs> yeah, the, the school finances are quite uh, complex. So there's two things coming on the ballot and they're, they're acronyms. Um, and one is called VADER. VADER, like Vader. Darth, right? Like, like Darth Vader. Okay, so VADER. Yeah, VADER. And then the other one's called ACE. ACE, so like I can, ACE freely from KISS, right? Yeah, yeah, or ACE of BASE, I guess. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> danceable, I suppose. That's right. <laughs> um, but so I, I might separate both of those. They're interrelated, but they're two kind of different things. Okay. So, okay, so you have Vader and ACE. Yes. Are, let, I'll ask a couple of questions. If either one passes independent of the other is there a dependency between the two there's there's really no dependency between the two okay so you could potentially agree with what ace is asking for and disagree with what vader is asking for exactly. and just vote that way there's no correlation i have to vote for both or i can only i can only vote against both right right okay. they're, they're interrelated but but because they both have something to do with school finances but right you don't have to if one fails, it's going to fail. It doesn't. It, one's not dependent on the other. Okay, and in the in the case of all in LISD, just to, for clarity, you're advocating for both, correct? Yes, we we're vote. We would like people to vote yes for both. Okay, and so I disclaimer that is my bias as well. Right, and that's fair. I mean, again, the the nature of your organization is to educate uh, individuals, educate the citizenry of you know, issues related to LISD. It's very specific to that. Um, and in the current state of that effort, you're advocating again for these things that are being put forth in front of the voters saying, hey, these are good ideas. We should support this. Is that right. fair? Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about VADER. Okay. So help me understand that. So it's uh, the acronym is called Voter Approved Tax Rate Election. Okay. And um, basically, the way Leander ISD collects their money is one of two ways, okay? And by the way, I'll make another disclaimer. There's a lot of acronyms when it comes to school finances, too. Mm -hmm, there okay? is. Um, so the first one is called M&O. That's Management and Operations, okay? And the second one is called INS. That's Investment and Sinking. Okay. So M&O, Management Operations, is... Basically, that's the money that we use to pay teacher salaries. And I, there's a few other things like utilities and electricity, water, etc. But, but uh, mainly, 87% of what M&O is used for is teacher salaries. So, uh, it's essentially a fixed cost, yeah? Well, it's, oh, let me, let me just say M&O is a revenue, right? So. Okay. We break up the revenue, your tax revenue, we break it up into, uh, LISD breaks it up into revenue that they, they get in terms of M&O, 
and then revenue that they gain in terms of INS. Okay. Right? Okay. Now, there is, there, when you say fixed cost, it's not a cost, but it's the revenue that we kind of bring in. Okay. So, again, if you're looking at it from a P&L type uh, approach, that is the budget, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, is, that is exactly the budget. Now, from an, it's going to the INS, if you think about that, that's how you pay down the debt. So, when we have a bond, we pay all that down through INS. Okay. Okay. Uh, or Leander. Okay. I, I don't. I don't pay it down. When I uh, maybe if I should say we, we as taxpayers. Right. Right. Pay it That's down. how it's yeah. used. That's right. how it's used. So eighty-seven percent of the MNO goes to um, again. Uh, it's my term. The cost of doing business. Okay. Yeah. It's it's the teacher salaries. It's you know electricity, water, whatever else exactly. might fall into yes. that group. And then the other. Uh, what is that? Twelve percent. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That when I say eighty-seven percent, that's eighty-seven percent of, of M and O of, of M and O revenue. Okay, currently goes towards um, salaries right now. Teachers, school bus drivers, okay. administrators, etc. Okay, just to be clear on that. Okay, um, and so I, I just want to make this clear: it's not a percentage of INS versus M and O collection. Okay, what what they'll say is like like for example, um, you know. We will collect uh, 0.8 cents for for MNO, and we'll collect 0.5 cents for INS. So they're two different collection gotcha. ways. So two different buckets. Yeah, and you cannot use whatever you collect for INS. You cannot use to pay for anything on the MNO side. Legally, and, you cannot. Do and that. vice versa, I assume. And vice versa, right? Okay. Yeah, um, and so that's kind of how you. So just to be clear. Those are two different revenues, you know, property tax revenue streams that you can use, and those will be um, earmarked towards what you can spend it on, right? Okay. Now, okay. there is different legal ramifications around the INS and what you collect for M&O as well. So for INS, uh, so for, um, for this Vader election, right now, because property values are so high, um, we've never had to do something called recapture before, right? So recapture is, the old terminology is Robin Hood, mm -hmm. okay? So if you think about it like a, a glass of water, okay, um, how much we can collect from uh, the M&O side is like a glass of water. So if, we, if, we, um, if our property values are high and we collect over that, it's going to spill over and then the state gets that back. Right, um, and the thought is, is that once the state gets that back, they'll redistribute it to the other kind of poor, poor areas. Poor right, but um, but the thing is, um, what's going on right now is like everybody, every school district, they're overflowing their bucket, right? Right, right. and so um, school districts are sending about three billion dollars back to um, back to the state. Um, and you know, some of it's going to poor districts, but whatever gets left over, the state's going to keep right in, in essence. But going back to that, one of the things is with property taxes going or property values going up, there's only so much we can collect in terms of, of that M and O side. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something called compression and actually it, it's gone down a little bit on what we can kind of collect. So right now where we're projected is that, 
Um, and there was a there was a recent um, ballot or there was a recent vote from the school board where they approved a five percent teacher raise. Okay, so we're now kind of projected to be about thirty five million dollars in debt from the current amount that we would collect under M and O. Okay. So what does that what does that mean? If we're under the current system of M and O. We would have to probably, on what we collect for M&O, we would probably have to lay off a close to, and this is projections from the actual school districts themselves, they said about 468 um, jobs. Uh, um, and that's kind of looking at kind of average salaries, um, et cetera. In, so, and is that in the, in the coming school year or is that over a the, period of time? Well, that would, be, that would be like immediate, like if the Vader doesn't, get approved, probably they would have to do that right away because they're, um, and they may have to trickle over time. I don't know how they would have to finagle that, but um, from what I saw in the school board meetings, they would have to do probably immediate, you know, immediate change into restructuring how they do the budget because um, operating at a $35 million deficit, um, that's not financially uh, soluble. Right, right, right. right. Um, And so Vader allows a uh, allows Leander ISD to collect more to pay for te- things like teacher salaries, right? Um, and then what the school board also decided to do, because they didn't want to see like people's tax rate go up, right? Um, right now the tax rate is 1.33 or 1.32 pennies per dollar, right? They wanted to, so they're lowering how much they collect in terms of the INS side, so it really, um, Really, it's actually going to be a reduction in the tax rate. So they're going to go from 1.32 to about 1.28 in terms of taxes. So again, we're collecting the revenue in two different sides. So the amount that Leander ISD is collecting for the M&O side is going up, but the amount that's being collected from the INS side is going down. Okay, so let's stop there just for a second, make sure that I'm following along. So... All of this that we've discussed so far is related to Vader specifically. Exactly. Okay. So, in the case of Vader, it is a recalculation of the revenues that the school district brings in and a redistribution of those same revenues based on M&O and um, INS. INS. Yes. And... Is it, a, is it a wash? So while the total rate is going down to 0.128, I think is what you said, um, where it had previously been 0.132, so that is a reduction, it's still an increase overall because of the fact that property values have gone up. Right, exactly. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, so what, there's a difference between tax rate so the tax rate will be 1.28, so that's going down, and tax revenue, right? Right. So we, you know, we'll we'll have um, a pro- an increase in tax revenue, but that's what we want to see, right? Right. Right. Because we, we want to be, because you know, we, we we if we don't get that tax revenue, we're not going to be able to pay our teachers. Right. Um, and you know, people might say, oh well, and, and I'm I'm going to go with the contrarian of, oh well, why do you know let's. We'll, we'll figure it out and balance your budget. Just cut something else, right? Like I said, M&O is 80%, 87% of that is going towards salaries right now. 
So, okay, let's let's make sure that we don't have electricity and water and all right. that. Even if you cut all that, you're still going to have to cut um, salaries. So, and and so for me, it's it's so vital um, um, moving forward in this election that that we vote for this Vader because there's going to be so many people that are impacted, and it doesn't just impact the teachers, right? It's going to impact school class sizes because there's going to be less teachers to fill the rooms, right? And so you're going to have more um, uh, more kids per classroom. People are not going to be able to, they're going to be redistricting. So um, kids that are used to their school district, they're going to be now shuttled to another uh, school. And, you know, frankly, I think it's going to hurt us economically as well, you know, in my opinion, because A, you know, for me, I came down to Leander ISD um, mainly because I wanted a good school district, right? Mm-hmm. And I, they were, and Leander ISD was rated one of the top school districts in the area, mm-hmm. right? And and I, I know a lot of people that do that. Well, if you know, if you're not able to pay your teachers, and by the way, all of our surrounding areas are increasing how much they pay their teachers. Everybody's has kind of right. a pricing, uh, you know. Uh, you know, our surrounding areas, they're going to move to other locations. Right. So the quality of teachers are going to go down because they're going to be able to move to a better location. Um, you know, uh, right. And teachers will not be able to afford to live here because housing right. values are going up. Right. So, so to me, it's going to have not only a devastating impact on the school district, but it's going to have a devastating impact, I think, to uh, Leander, Cedar Park, all the outside, all the um, district areas where it, it will impact as well. That LISD serves. That that LISD serves. It's it's amazing how big you know <laughs> yeah. LISD is, and it and it serves a lot of kids too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking at like forty, fifty thousand kids. The growth rate of Leander ISD is is incredible. Um, we're you know we 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 probably have about a thousand new kids every single year on top of whatever we get for um, Leander ISD. So it's it's continually growing. More As more people are moving in here, more people are going to our school district. So we, sure. we've got to ensure that our schools are ready for this right. and we have teachers to, to, to teach you know the kids coming in. Absolutely. So what we're talking about here is, and we've talked about this a lot on Lean and Leander, is the exponential growth of the area. So if you drive into Leander even today, you still see the city limit signs with a population of about 56,000. Uh, that's not true anymore. <laughs> we're probably, conservatively, we're probably in the mid-80s to maybe 90, and I would not be surprised. Um, there's been a little bit of an economic slowdown, so that has slowed a little bit, but with the announcement of the new Samsung uh, facility, um, with Tesla moving into town, um, there's a lot of inbound um, displacement from other areas around the country, and we see it. I mean, all you have to do is drive around Leander a little bit and look at the license plates, so you know what's happening. And I think a lot of times, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people in that process, they're, they might be focused in on what's happening to the city, like, oh, do we have the right infrastructure? Do we have the right support systems? Do we have enough water to support all this? While all that is going on, these people are coming with their kids. So there's a more immediate impact on the school district, per se, with that influx of people. Now, 
everybody's going to say, hey, this is great. We can diversify our tax base. We have opportunities to bring in new business. And, you know, that kind of stuff goes on. That's a little bit more of a long-term process. The kids show up, you know, backpack in hand, right? Exactly. So the immediacy of the needs of, like, Vader and Ace are more pronounced because they're going to impact the, the resulting educational experience for those kids that year, like in the year for the year. So I think a lot of people might, and I mean, I'm kind of realizing as we're speaking, but that would be where I would go. Like, I think, oh, wow, hey, wait a second. That's why this is important. Yeah. Is that fair? Well, I think it's fair. I mean, let's say we built all these brand new schools, right? What's the, what's the point of those schools if you can't fill them with teachers? Right, no, and uh, in, the, in the last episode that I did, I did look at the teacher salary issue, and I, and I didn't look at it specifically in LISD. This is a nationwide issue. This is not something that's isolated just to LISD or just to Texas. It's across the country as a whole. There is a, I would hesitate to call it an exodus, but there is a, at minimum, a shuffling of the educators, um, not only in the state but in the country across across the across the board, to such an extent that there's more people exiting education, looking for other opportunities. The pandemic created a new paradigm, so they're actually able to find more of those opportunities. You can look at the current unemployment rate; that's part of that, because those are people who are displaced from other industries who are now going into other areas. Um, as a result, what I was able to find, and these are these are not my numbers, this is from the Census Bureau, there is a lack of teachers, full-time educators, such that every district, regardless, is experiencing that issue, which is why you see what you were talking about earlier. You see Round Rock, you see, um, you know, Hutto, and all of the surrounding school districts increasing their teachers pay because well if you live in the area and you can make more money in round rock well you're going to drive a little bit more to get a better salary in run rock i have a friend who's displacing from dallas he's moving from dallas down to uh down to austin because he can make more money here he's a he's a he's a teacher he's a history teacher and he, he still has his house in dallas his wife's going to stay there he's just going to get an apartment and live here because the the economics of that decision are favorable to him. You can't blame anybody for doing that. I mean, again, a teacher, uh, uh, personal opinion, most undervalued member of our society and underappreciated. And again, we talked about it in the last episode. They're also one of the most educated. Exactly. And so when you look at that from the perspective of these are the most educated people in our society, we pay them not even moderately, if you look at it from a spectrum, they're, at, they're towards the lower end of the middle, <laughs> at best. Um, and then, you know, and then the, we have all these additional challenges of, 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 of societal uh, issues from the, just the rate of pay and things of that nature. It's not like, again, it's not like there's goods that they're selling and you can just increase the price of cereal and lower it from 12 ounces to 10.5 right. and, you know, you're making more money that way. You're, you're gaining profit. It doesn't work that way in education. That's not how it works. So we, as individuals of the, uh, of the citizens of the state, of the city, or whatever, you know, we're paying so that everybody's kids can go to right, school. Right, exactly. Not just our kids. 
So I think that fundamentally that's the way that the school districts are set up. Now, not everybody agrees with that necessarily, and there's all sorts of other issues there, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, I, and, and, you know, the, the nature of public schools, though, is kind of a personal issue for me as well. Because, you know, my mom was a speech pathologist for an elementary school in HISD. I, I, and I grew up in the HISD program. Um, Houston ISD, mm -hmm. um, for, for people that don't know. Uh, there was a period of time when 100% of what we paid, you know, the food on the table, um, you know, clothes on our back, came from uh, my mom's teacher salary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, we weren't like, you know, living life on the hog. And if you look at what we lived on back in the day compared, you know, compared to inflation, mm -hmm. right? So as inflation has gone up, and you've showed the statistics in the last Leander, uh, uh, lean in Leander quite well, the, the teacher pay has not gone up with the rate of inflation. So even though, you know, we were living pretty tightly on my mom's salary, it's even worse now yeah. than it was back in that that time too right and like what we talked about in that episode we touched on it but i you know for me again this is a little bit a little bit more editorializing in that I issue but the teachers are also spending more of their own money for school supplies and things of that nature and i you know i'm i would consider myself to be relatively the average citizen from that perspective even when my kids were in school you know this is like 10 years now um there were spaghetti dinners, there were cookie sales, there was all sorts of stuff going on all the time to supplement what the schools were trying to accomplish, which seemed odd to me even then. I was like, why are we having to do so much of this um, when you hear all of the issues of, you know, um, you know, uh, like when they started to talk about the lottery. Oh, we'll take the lottery money and we'll put that to education. You're like, yay, that sounds great. <laughs> what happens, you know? Um, you see the opposite in Colorado, because in Colorado, they're getting all of this revenue from legalized marijuana sales, and it is specifically going to education. So you see, again, another draw on educators, because they can go to Colorado, get better salaries, get a better situation overall, and their schools are, are relatively well-funded from that perspective. I digress a little bit because we're getting into a little bit. Of, I don't want to get into the weeds too right. much. This could be more of on the state level. Sure. Although, I, just to give make one more addition to your point is, right now, you know, the Texas government has had a windfall in terms of a surplus, right? Um, again, we're giving $3 billion back in recapture fees, right, that, you know, I think should be, you know, really redistrib you know, redistributed amongst the schools. One thing that the state could do to help with this is just to increase, you know, there's a certain allotment per child that's allowed as something like 6,900 or something like that, right? Um, I don't have the exact number. But if we could raise that, how much is allotted per child before it goes to recapture, mm -hmm. then that would actually really help this whole problem out mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, what we can collect because we can, you can, we can use a lot of the money that we collect towards schools. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of having to kind of send it all back to the states. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's kind of my opinion is, you know, the, the state right now, because of um, property values, they've got this huge windfall. Let's bring it back to the schools. Right. So that's my a little editorial. We can let I, I've you know, granted, we can, you know, 
again, this doesn't, it's not something that we can fix locally. Right, right, But it's right. kind of my own. Well, and I think, I think it's, contextually, it's, it's part of the greater conversation. It's like, how do we value this one particular aspect of the way that we run our society uh, as a whole, you know? Uh, and there's differences of opinion there and, and, and some valid points on both sides, I would say, ultimately. But at the end of the day, I think it would be fair to say, hey, if I send my kid to public schools, I want to ensure that we are doing everything that we can for those kids so that they have the best opportunity in the future to be, you know, contributing members to society, whatever that looks like. I'm not making any determination on what that needs to look like. Just everybody should go into that deal with at least that minimum expectation. So, all right, so let's get back to the bonds because we talked about Vader. I think we did a fairly decent job of explaining that. So let's talk about ACE. Okay, ACE, again, a lot of these are interrelated, but they don't impact each other, right? So ACE is in, in relation to recapture, okay? So recapture... Again, another word, you know, an older term for that was Robin Hood, redistributing to um, other poorer school districts, right? So with ACE, we have one of two options. Okay, so the state is going to get their money uh, for recapture no matter what. This is just my, my opinion. But there's an option one. If we vote yes for ACE, that means we just give them the money uh, for uh Re recapture. Option two is, you know, if we say no on ACE, uh, and again, that's a attendance credit election. Um, so I, I just want to make that clear in terms of the, the acronym. If we vote no, what's going to happen is the uh, state will still get their pound of flesh um, in terms of recapture. But what they're going to do is they're going to take properties that are normally that you know, normally are where Leander ISD collects their money and they're going to have that money collected for another school district. Okay, so they're going to they're going to collect that money. So they're basically they'll have the, the they'll, they'll just say, let's say Casa Costa, which we're kind of interviewing right now. We'll take the revenue, the property tax revenue from Casa Costa, and we're going to use that to, to pay our recapture fees. And that is permanent. Mm. So you and so what happens is, let's say we got into a situation where uh, property values went went back down, and we we no longer do recapture. Casa Costa will still be paying mm -hmm. towards those recapture fees that we have to pay for for another another school district. So, like I said, the the district is going to get their pound of flesh. It makes more sense for us on the long term just to pay them off. It's kind of like. Uh, somebody coming for your debt collection, right? They say, okay, can you, you owe me a thousand dollars and I'll say, okay, I'd rather pay you the thousand dollars now versus you breaking my legs. Mm -hmm. I, if, you, if we vote no for Vader, it's kind of be like, they're going to break our legs. And in the long term, we may not be, we may ac actually have to see higher property taxes just to be able to fund our schools. Okay, so that was ACE, not Vader, That's right? That's ACE, Okay. Yes. Okay, so on ACE, basically the question is, pay me now or pay me later forever? Exactly. That's, okay. That, that I think is, that's the, the simplest explanation, <laughs> right? right? <A> sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so in both of these instances, 
as it relates to all in all in LISD as a as a uh, advocacy group, your positions are yes on Vader yes. and yes on Ace. Yes, okay. yes on both, and it's going to be a Prop A, Prop B, but um, we'll we'll say yes on Prop A and yes on Prop B. Is there any language? Because I know, and and having been through this a couple of times already now, I understand that sometimes the language is very legalese uh, when it comes down to and and i'm losing i'm actually using that term very loosely because i don't find it to be very clear legal language even in that context it's it's convoluted is there anything that a, the average citizen who decides to vote should be aware of in the language of these two propositions yeah it's it's actually going to be very confusing okay uh, All right, so let's take ACE because it has fewer letters. We'll start with that one. <laughs> yeah, so ACE. Now, I have to tell you, I haven't memorized the whole Right, right, right. Give us, give us a synopsis. But it's going to say something like, you know, do you agree to um, pay the recapture fees, you know, et cetera. So it's going to sound like, oh, we don't have to pay recapture fees, and there's no consequences to it. But it, you'll find out after, if it's voted no, that there will be consequences to it. So okay. it, it'll just, it, it, it'll be a little bit more simple of saying, you know, do, do you agree to pay the recapture fees for, you know, for, that's kind of part of the process that, that's kind of over and above um, what we're allotted in essence. So with ACE, again, just to kind of reiterate, um, you know, pay me now or pay me later forever. Um, if we say yes, and it's the pay me now, that really doesn't change what the current structure, what the current payment structure is. It just it's a continuation of how we currently do it. Yeah, and we'll just we'll just I mean we're we're required to pay for recapture, um, and we'll just uh, use our kind of revenue source to pay that recapture. Piece. Okay, and again with the recapture, to, to use your explanation from earlier, I've got a glass of water. I can fill my glass to the brim. Anything that spills over, I share with the state. Exactly. Okay. So we're not talking about any revenues that are specific to LISD. It's just the revenues that overflow from whatever that number is, whatever that cap is. Exactly. And that cap moves year over year, you know, legislature over legislature. It's never the same. Right. But the fundamentals of the full glass are the same. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. And, and the thing is, there are ways that the school district can modify the glass, um, and they're doing that right now. Um, and if you've heard anything like golden pennies and copper pennies and all that, basically you can increase the glass a little bit. So if you apply to M&O, if you apply golden pennies, uh, none of that is subject to recapture. Okay. Okay. So you can add a little bit to what you can collect. Okay. And that's, and that ha that's part of the Vader. Right, that's going to be part of the Vader because that's going to be what we additionally collect, and then there's copper pennies, so that's a little bit more. Now that the difference between the copper and the golden is, forty percent of a copper penny is subject to recapture, so we can collect a little bit more. A little bit less goes to recapture, but it's still you still get forty percent going to recapture. Wow. <laughs> so I, I'm, I mean. You know, I, I, I need to delve into this a little bit more because I really want to understand who came up with that. I, I, uh, let me just tell you, and actually the people in the district are like, 
I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be it, interesting. If I, it'd be interesting <laughs> to do a little bit of uh, detective work there to see, okay, who came up with this structure? Um, my personal opinion is that it's done with intent. It's meant to complicate things um, because that tends to make people a little bit more apathetic about doing anything about it anyway because it's just too it's too complex you can't understand it. you're like okay whatever and let me add something there too uh when um when the school district was planning for this this vader election etc they did probably close to 30 simulations with copper and golden pennies to figure out what is the best way not to increase the tax rate but also provide enough money to pay for our mno budget right and so they, I mean, they, these guys have worked very hard to kind of come up with this final scenario. Um, and it kind of, it's been a, you know, months-long process to figure that out. Right. Well. And, and, and so uh, I'm going to editorialize again a little bit here. And I don't, ne don't necessarily do this all the time. But in this particular instance, I've done enough reading now that I'm like, wait a second. There's a cost to those simulations. That comes from the same money that we're paying into the schools anyway. So we're, 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 our taxes are being diverted in a way that is unnecessary, in my opinion, because we're, we're forcing the district to figure out how to spend the money, and it's costing them money to figure out how to spend the money. That money could be well applied somewhere else, and, 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 and it creates issues. It creates budgetary constraints because they've got to figure out how to spend the money instead of being a pretty straightforward process of here's how much we get in taxes, here's how much we owe the state in, in excess revenue, here's how we can apply it to M&O, here's how we can apply it to everything else. They could make it much more simple at the end of the day. I, I mean, I 100% agree with you. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're kind of in the situation that right. we're at. You've got, yeah. you got to deal with what yeah. you deal with, right, right at right. the end of the day. But again, it, one of the reasons that I thought you know, this organization, this organization you're working with, is really interesting because I haven't seen this before anywhere else, and it, it may exist. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm just I haven't seen this anywhere else before, where ordinary citizens take it upon themselves to figure all this out, to help inform their fellow citizens exactly what the heck is going on. And I, I you know, I applaud you for that. I think. It, it's in the spirit of what I do with the podcast, to be honest, because that's how I look at things. I'm like, okay, wait, this is far too complicated. Let's see if we can figure it out and make it a real simple to digest, uh, you know, issue or something that we can like, okay, we break it down. What's the reality here? What's the why? And, and how does it apply? So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, kudos to you guys. Cause I think, I think what you're doing is, is unfortunately necessary, but I'm glad that someone's actually doing it. So. So I wanted I wanted to also mention about the Vader language because yes. I think that's going to be even yes. more I think it's going to be even more confusing than the Ace language. Okay, so now we're going to look. This is again the what we're talking about here is how the ballot will not not specifically be written, but how you should understand what the ballot language is actually telling you. Because when you go in and you sit down and you look at the ballot language, unless you have taken the time to really really understand what the issue is, that you may read it and decide something else. So we want to make sure that you have. Not the right decision, but, you know, advocating for a specific uh, position. So I want to make sure to give you that opportunity to clarify. Yeah, so the, the way the ballot's going to say is that it will be, because it's focused on M&O, right, 
Um, and it doesn't really focus on the INS piece, which is lowering, right, to, for the overall tax rate. Um, but the important thing here is that it's actually, it's, the language is going to say the tax, um, the tax revenue is going to increase, I think it's like 35% or something like that, right? I want to back up and say that's the whole point is to increase our tax revenue, Right. Not the tax rate. The tax rate, exactly. Okay. And so our tax rate, now our tax rate for M&O obviously is going to go up too, right? Because again, it's both, you know, we have to increase our M&O rate in order for us to collect money to pay teachers, right? But the INS side, which is not going to really be highlighted in that tax rate discussion the, the overall rate is actually going to go down compared to if they never did this Vader process to begin with. In fact, it's going to go down compared to last year. Okay. Last year, we were at 1.33. Now we're going to be at 1.27. Okay. So the overall rate is going to go down. What's going to go up is the M&O revenue. Okay. So, again, unpacking that for a sixth grader, basically, you're going to get the M&O lollipop is going to be bigger, okay? Um, the IVR lollipop is going to be a little bit smaller. INS? INS, INS, <laughs> INS. The INS lollipop is going to be a little bit smaller. Yes. But if you put the two together, it overall will be smaller than it was last year. Exactly. So, so much like the cereal, acronym, uh, the, the cereal thing that I used earlier. If you go to the store now, you can buy the same box of tricks that used to be 12.0 ounces. It's now 10.5. Same size box, less in there. They're still making more money. You can't do that with education, so we got to do a few other things. So, all right. So, Vader increases the revenue for MNO, decreases the revenue for INS, INS and overall decreases the tax rate to the individual citizen. Right, right. And, and I would just say compared to last year and compared to the, you know, if we never did this whole Vader process in the, in the first place. Okay. Right. All right. So in, in, in kind of a, in a sense, now with Vader is, is this, uh, and, and uh, Ace, is this a, we're going to have to do this every year kind of thing? Or is, does this kind of set the table for a few years? It's going to set the table. Okay. Now, if they, so if they wanted to increase M&O again, we'd probably have to go through this whole process up to, a, you know, a certain amount. Mm -hmm. um, um, INS is a little bit different in terms of the rules on what they can kind of um, increase, etc. So, you know, I don't see this as... Um, I mean, a lot of districts have already passed their Vader and they haven't passed another Vader. Um, so we're not the only ones that have had these Vader type of elections. So there's other school districts that have done this. Um, I can't project to see what the future holds, you know, but I wouldn't suspect um, we would have to have this in the immediate future. Maybe if, maybe if we're trying to collect more money or if we're kind of in a different situation. But right now you, you look at property taxes, I don't, I have property values. I don't know if they're going to rise at the same rate, but you know, there's a lot of variables that sure. I don't know. But sure. I don't, I don't think that we're going to have to continually vote on this. But it's it's a little bit of a crystal ball, right? It is a bit of a crystal ball. That said, if you look at the rate of uh, the rate of population growth, and then you start to factor in, and again, typically with with Lean and Leander subject matter, we're usually talking about just the city of Leander. 
But with Leander ISD, it does cover other cities. The, the footprint of the, of the ISD is larger than just Leander. You can look at all of those cities that are covered in LISD. They are also experiencing growth from a population perspective. So if you are saying, hey, I can, I'm going to lower a tax rate, but I, I know that the growth that I'm going to experience in the area over the next five years is going to be such that with, even with that lower tax rate, I'm still going to be able to collect enough revenue to be able to accomplish the things that we have set out for the next five years. I think it's a pretty good deal for most people. Well, and, and, and that's, I think, what the district is projecting. Again, I can't read their minds, right? right. Uh, but I do say, I, I, I want to caveat is we're going to need other elections, though, other financial elections. Um, I think we're going to need the bond that did not pass. I think we're still going to need to have some sort of bond passed, which is I think it's going to be critical. Um, right now, um, there are um, many schools that have portables, um, which is, is a couple problems. One being safety. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to um, prevent, you know, people coming into the school and, and, and causing a lot of mayhem with, you know, from a safety perspective, you, 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 you're going to need to have... Yeah, portables are not ideal. Exactly. Portables are not something that we can, we can accomplish with that. The other thing is, like you said, the growth, the, the only way we really can build schools is through bonds, mm -hmm. right? And the classic example, I think, is, again, there are communities out there that desperately need um, schools, Treviso being one, having an elementary school in their neighborhood school. A lot of them are having to now, you know, shuttle to other areas to drop off their kids for elementary schools. Reason is, is because the bond didn't pass. Right. Right. And so we need to have the bonds to provide those neighborhoods, their community schools. So we don't have to. So people can, you know, it was important for me when I was um, in Leander that, you know, we went to Winkley Elementary for my kids. Right. And we walked together to school. Right. And, and you, you actually kind of grow your community that way because they become friends with the kids in the school mm -hmm. and then they hang out with each other afterwards and you get to meet people as you're walking by that, that I, I think having schools in, in, in local areas is really important and we can't really accomplish that unless we pass, uh, pass a bond. I know bonds do increase the debt, but you know, if you look at Leander's finances right now, they're at a like a double A rating in terms of you know um, uh, uh, debt management. They can easily afford to have this debt and then pay it off over time. So, and and that's and also I have to be frank, debt is kind of the nature of government, sure, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, they, that's you know if if you're not willing to have debt, you shouldn't be in government <laughs> right. to begin with, right? right? So no, I agree. I agree. I think that's uh, that's a fundamental. I think it's misunderstood by many. I, 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 again, you can't apply business principles to government operation. They're, they're just not the same. They're two different beasts. Businesses are, by their nature, finite. Now, you may say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, are there companies that used to exist that don't exist anymore? Yes. Government is infinite. Government continues. It, it, it's, it just continues. It's, it, whether it's today, tomorrow, down the road, that government is still in place. 
by and large, and, and from an American perspective, just talking about that, I'm not getting into change of government and all that other stuff, just generally speaking, so you can't run them the same. You just can't. It's, it, it doesn't work. And each has their own challenges, obviously, but in government, in my opinion, that's the fundamental uh, purpose of governance, is to ensure that in the long term, we secure the things that are important to us, education, safety, uh, health and welfare of the citizens, you know, and 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 uh, and I just want to go back to it though too. We're we're not in danger of you know having too much debt. You know, again, if if you look at where we're rated as a double A rating through kind of um, external auditors, I, I really think that you know we're in a good position to, to to manage it. It's just how do people? This is kind of the complexity that people don't really realize when they're voting at the ballot and they're saying. Oh man, I have to. Yeah, I'm approving this much for a bond, you know, kind of right. thing. And how can we afford this? And yada yada, <laughs> right. you know, it's 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 something that um, you know it's very hard to digest as a as just a voter that kind of just walks up to the poll. Sure, and and if you're someone who is you know more concerned about uh, the total amount of debt, there's there's a there's a natural affinity to saying I don't want to take on any more debt, but that's not really a fair way of looking at it because the complexity of that debt is is much more than what you see in the ballot language it's not a fixed number at the end of the day yeah so and there's i just think there's not enough people who understand that um okay so we've covered that school finances in a nutshell <laughs> in a nutshell in a nutshell <laughs> So I know you mentioned to me, uh, and I don't want to necessarily, I don't, I, 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 this is not about, I always try to try to make sure that I don't put anybody on the spot, for, per se. But you mentioned to me that there's five positions, yes. right? So there's five positions that will have individuals running for seats on the school board. Yes. In a simple way, the school board is more of a board of directors kind of, Right, they're they're not making any um, operational decisions, correct? Is that except for they do set they do two things that are kind of integral, or actually I should say more than two things, but you know they, they can be su uh, subject to like multiple kind of fingerlings under that. First of all, they hire the superintendent, okay, that uh, pretty much hires everybody and runs the school. They're the leaders of the school. They set the tone for the school as well. The second thing is um, our, the board of directors set policy within the school. And so as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The policy that they set has an overwhelming impact on what goes on within in the school as well. And then they, they also have just kind of a financial um, obligation as well. They, they manage, you know, they, they approve things like budget, um, et cetera. So they have, um, you know, the, the school district has a CFO, but, this, but that um, com- comes as a proposal with the school board then approving it. So it's similar to how a business operates, right, but um, where you can kind of see the superintendent as the CEO and they kind of run it. But from a structural organization, um, they do they do impact a lot of things in terms of policies and procedures that could have an overwhelming kind of tone that is set forth to um, to the school district as well. So there's a uh, an event that you guys will be uh, underwriting. Yeah, uh, in September at September. Yeah, so we're looking at probably about uh, September 10th. Okay. Um, and subject it, to change, I... Yeah, subject to change. Okay, we're, we, You know, because 10. we're... here. Here's the situation that we're in. You know, August 22nd, we have... Is the last filing date for candidates. We want we want to interview all candidates uh, and and then make our decision on who we're going to kind of endorse mm-hmm. as, as potential candidates that meet the values of our organization, mm-hmm. right? Um, and... So we, we, what we'd like to do is have a town hall. Um, it's it's going to be probably in Cedar Park Library um, on September 10th. We're kind of working out the details on that. But from that discussion and also kind of looking at what, what their stances are on certain issues, we'll, we'll kind of figure out who we, who we want to support and back coming up with this election. And, you know, for us, we have some certain values. You know, one is... We really want to support our, you know, the the um, the education of our of our children. We highly support uh, moving forward with um, public schools. We really want to support um, um, educating the total child as well. Um, and then and then finally, um, you know, we want um, um, people in the school board that uh, follow our our the. Leander ISD strategic vision that they've kind of set forth. And a lot of the things in the Leander strategic, Leander ISD strategic um, um, vision kind of aligns with a lot of our policies that, you know, we kind of agree with as well. Um, and so we, that's kind of where we're at is we, we, we've got certain values and you can kind of look at it on our website. Right. Plugging the website. Uh, no, you, I was just about to get there, so you jumped ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's fine. It's uh, fine. But we, you were on www.allinlisd.com, um, and you know, we, if you look at our issues, you can see what we support on there as well. Um, and number one on our supporting is yes to Vader and Ace, right? And then we have all of our other, um, all of our other uh, um, things, values that we support as well. Um, and then also we have kind of Facebook, we have, um, 
we've got Twitter, all of that's related to all in LISD as well. Right, and, uh, you do, and you've done a lot of like public efforts as well. Like, yeah. I've seen you at a couple of the uh, local festivals and things of that nature. So, so yeah, we've, we've gone out to, to some of those local festivals and, and um, you know, we're trying to get the word out. A lot of it is just trying to educate as many people as possible. I, you know, one of the things I find is Vader is like the, the hidden secret that, you know, um, that's going to probably impact the city a lot. And, and it's a very hidden secret. And then every time I talk to people, they're like, oh, yeah, this is important. I should vote for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just didn't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's very important to educate. We're actually, you know, encouraging the district to do their own education. Um, you know, there's 100,000 voters in Leander ISD. That's a lot of people mm-hmm. to try to t- try to touch. The other thing that we're doing is we've I, um, on our Facebook page, we've got some social outings. We've been going to a lot of the local establishments. You know, we went to Leanderthal. We went to the Good Lot. Um, we're going to all sorts of places so that um, people can meet us, see what we're all about, talk to us. Um, we can kind of, uh, it's really informal that, you know, we can just kind of meet each other and, uh, um, kind of, and, and actually those have been great. I love talking to people about that. And every time we go to a social event, it's always somebody different, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, we're also trying to target different areas of the community. Right. Um, and so we, you know, it's, um, we went out to, all the way out to kind of Vandergrift as well, um, to do some of these events. And so again, Leander ISD covers a large ground. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to kind of reach out to the community as best we can. Well, it's all part of building that community, that very same community. And again, I applaud your efforts. I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to sit down with you and kind of help explain that to people so that there's a better understanding of what it is that, that you're trying to accomplish here. Um, much like what we do, what I do with Vote in Leander, it's not really about who you vote for specifically or how you vote. It's just like, be informed when you go there. So when you go and pull the lever or punch the button or whatever it is anymore, um, you have an idea of what it is that you're doing and you're not just haphazardly going in there and making decisions. So, Joel, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. Again, if you're looking for information on All In LISD, you can go to www.allinlisd.com. And I'll include some links to their other social medias uh, on this podcast. Um, I appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much. This was quite a pleasure for Thanks. me. Thanks. It's getting a little warm, so I think, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think we're getting a, a message here. It's time to cut it off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Joel. Appreciate okay, thank it. thank you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.